Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I did. I went to one last year against the Packers. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, that was the day that it was so hot that the stadium ran out of water. Oh, that's good. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> Yesterday, th- those return to the blue and red practices, I've been to one, but I've heard every year people are like, it is so hot there. It was really hot yesterday. It is, it is very, very hot from what I've heard. My dad went, and he wore, I have a Bill's bucket hat, and he wore it, and he's mm-hmm. like, I needed that so badly. <laughs> he goes, it See, was I went, so hot. When I went last year, like I said, it was a Packers game, and it was really, really hot, and I had, mm-hmm. I had a hat on, and I had it turned backwards. So I had a line on my forehead. Oh, good, good. And my, I also had my sunglasses on, so my nose was bright red. So you had eye. the best tan lines. Oh, in the world. it was amazing. The sunglasses I, I, and the hat I tan line. Always is get a the rough combo. I always get the best tan lines. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's tough. It, you know, it's it's a tough go, but also it's kind of like a symbol of like, hey, I was out in the sun. All right, I was outside. No one can oh, tell me I need to go outside, dude. When I used to work landscaping. I would get the craziest farmer stand on my arms. I never had to totally deal with it. I mean, I lifeguarded for five years. Okay. So during the yeah. summer, I mean, like, I essentially, on good days, I was just wearing, you know, my swim trunks. That was it. And yeah. I, you know, so I got, I had pretty good tans, but if I had to wear the tank top, I that was the worst, <laughs> easily the worst tan line you have yeah, is, is like, the tank top one. I feel like a t-shirt tan line is better than a tank top tan Because it, it looks bad. Yeah. Flat out looks terrible. Like a t-shirt one, it's like, yeah, no, that guy just works in the sun. Yeah, exactly. And it makes sense. But, oh, man, I hated it. Love, I love lifeguarding, but the, man, the the, the hours the, just the sitting in the sun. The can be bad. The well, hours just sitting in the sun, Yeah, too. That, that wasn't great. That wasn't great. And, and part of mine was also, like, it, it, I was literally just, like, riding around on a lawnmower, just, like, sitting in the sun. That is honestly, like, though, <laughs> one of my most peaceful activities I can do. It is. It is. But when, like, I, I loved it. And it it was fun, but like sometimes you just like there are some days where you're just like, oh my god, like I yeah. just like oh that's the I, do I, something yeah. else for a I'll while. I'll mow the like, lawn, but I will very specifically do it early in the morning before it's too hot outside. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, though, another calming activity I do driving. I am mm-hmm. very much a proponent of just like going on a drive, listening to some music. I'm a bit. I've also become somebody. I listen to audiobooks as well. Okay. And it, I listen to like a podcast. I, I drive. used to. I used to listen to podcasts. All the time. That's what I did when I would mow. When I would oh, yeah. be landscaping, oh, yeah. and that would really help me get through the day. Because like, I mean, it's usually like an eight-hour day, and if you give me like two or three podcasts, all of a sudden that day is done. Yeah, and you finished all three of them. You're like, oh wow! Oh, oh. It makes it feel well, like the day has flown by. Some of it too. Like it, it's like you're driving from place to place. So you're not listening to it then because mm-hmm. you're sitting in the truck talking to somebody. And then, so you get like twenty minutes here, thirty minutes there, and like you can stretch an hour-long podcast out throughout the whole morning. Absolutely, and it's it's great, but it makes it you work. Know, now working in talk radio, it's kind of hard to listen to podcasts because I sometimes just want to hear music. That's well, yeah, because you're like, I do this all day. <laughs> like, like, I, just, I, I need something different, just I need, for a little I need bit. Some inflection. <laughs> just yeah, I, I got to change it up a little bit. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dominic hanging on the line. Dominic, how are we doing today, my man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing good. Awesome. Yeah, I just want to tell you guys, man, uh, you guys, for the dog days of summer here, man, you know, we got a baseball and some football practice. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, we got some great radio personalities here in Buffalo. I think one of the most people I was excited to see yesterday at, at the field was Sal Capaccio. Oh, yeah. We yeah. love Sal's Sal. the best. We had Sal on like four Sal's times. Awesome. The man was a trooper yesterday. 
Oh, yeah, he was up and down, man. He's signing autographs for the kids. He's throwing a football around. I yelled out to him. I told him it was all about the sauce and uh, <laughs> put his arms out. I think he was trying to tell me. He don't do that no more. <laughs> but uh, he's pretty awesome, man. You guys, man, you guys are going to ter- carry the torch on well, man. You young bucks do a great job. Thank you. Um, as far as yesterday, man, uh, that, that helmet, you said it was flashy. And I, ironically, it is called the Flash Helmet, the blue uh, style <laughs> Bells helmet. And nice. um, that's... You know, we, we're in the white now. We've had the red. I would love for them to go to that blue helmet. Keep the red, white, and blue color scheme going. Get some red, some nice, flashy red pants going with the white jersey, like you said, with the blue helmet. I think that would look pretty sweet. I mean, any color combination, but that blue helmet's the way to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the guys on the field, I mean, they all look pretty good for, for, for practice. You know what I mean? Um, Justin Shorter, he looks like a beast out there, man. He, the, the kid, he's, just, he's ripped. He's tall. He's slim. He's fast. I think somehow, some somehow, some way, uh, we you know get him on special teams. We need to keep that guy. We can't let him go. He might be another uh, diamond in the rough like Isaiah Hodgins. I mm-hmm. didn't want to see that guy go. And look, he might be uh, a number one in New York now. Um, and uh, as far as that's concerned, man, just uh, you know, go Bills. Oh, I think this is our year finally. And uh, again, you guys do a great job with see those blue helmets and. Uh, you know, shout out to everyone here in Buffalo, man. Let's get ready for a Super Bowl season. Thanks a lot, boys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Dominic, thanks for the call, my man. I mean, Justin Short is a fun one, too. He is 6'4". He's a big guy. And you know <laughs> what, though? He was he was the number one recruit in his – or number one wide receiver recruit in his uh, high school class. Never really got it going. Dealt with some injuries. Also dealt with not great offenses to go to. But, I mean, Sal said it to us yesterday when he was on with us for a, a few of those times that Shorter has looked the part of an NFL wide receiver. I think Dominic's right as well on this. Just get him either on the practice squad or on special teams. Mm-hmm. Keep him here, and he might be somebody that can really develop into something special. Like you said, I mean, he's 6'4". Yeah. He's got all the physical traits you'd want him to have. He's also, now it's just putting it together. He's also what? Like, how old would he be? Like, not he's, – he's young. He's a rookie. Yeah. Like – he has time, and you're going to need someone once Stephon Diggs is retired, yep, once yep. Gabe Davis is potentially gone. I mean, like I said before, Sherfield and Hardy are on one- and two-year deals respectively, and you don't really know what you have in Khalil Shakir yet. Mm-hmm. You have to keep someone like Justin Shorter around, or else it could turn into Isaiah Hodgins 2.0, but it also could turn into, okay, nothing gained, nothing lost. Yep. Shorter, but, by the way, is also 23 years old. He, he 23, turned, he turned okay. 23 this past April. That's what so I, right, I thought it right was around. Right before the draft. Yeah, I thought it was around. When's his birthday? April 17th. Day after mine. Look at that. Look That's at that. That's cool. Here we go. <laughs> Every time someone says they have an April birthday, I always wonder, like, where is it in relation to mine? But, man, um, I mean, like, you, you do look. I'm just, I have his, his pre-draft measurables he had at the Combine mm-hmm. uh, this past, well, this this offseason. He he looks like a guy that you're just you're sitting there going, I mean, how does he not become somebody special? Yeah. Height, 6'4", 40-yard dash, he was 4'5". At that height, that is exactly what you want to well, have. Well, he looks like a physical freak. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. We, and we, in a good and, way. In yeah, a good way. We, we've seen him put on the Bills uniform and at practice. Like, he looks great. He's going to be someone I definitely want to watch tomorrow. We will be having a special kind of sports talk Sunday. I'll be covering that. Josh, you'll actually be going, though. You'll be I'm going excited. as a fan. I'm very excited. That's it's your first, first training camp. First ever training camp. I've never seen anything like it, so it'll be fun. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for it. And, and I'm mostly going to look out for a guy like Justin Shorter, for what Dalton Kincaid's been doing, mm-hmm. and James Cook, too. James Cook has been probably one of my favorite prospects to look at this upcoming season because he had such pop last year but didn't have enough time to show it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't see him nearly enough. And I think it's going to really 
you know, take it to the next level this year. I think he's really going to just find one or two more steps up that ladder to what his full potential mm-hmm. is going to be. I think so, too. I mean, we, we saw a tweet from last night from our own Lucas Buckley, who he was at last night's uh, Return to the Blue and Red uh, practice, and he he showed off a run that you could maybe debate was more on the linebackers, but it's more the pop speed you saw from Cook, yep. and, and that's been a big thing. And finding that hole, too. Yeah, that for Cook, that's really what his speciality is. And that was always my, my one really big problem with Devin Singletary, and I guess Zach Moss's bone when they drafted him, is I couldn't find the elite traits mm-hmm. that would make those guys worth keeping, worth not trying to find a replacement. With James Cook, his speed and his catching ability makes me go, okay, he, he can be the one guy. He, he can be yep. what Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott are calling as a three-down back and, and being that number one and really Harris and Latavius Murray coming more in as just a change of pace back, more, all right, we're you know two yards here for a touchdown. Let's just get the big guys in here and let's go score. Well, I mean, look at Devin Singletary's last year with the Bills last year. Mm-hmm. 177 attempts, 819 yards. Cook had 89 attempts for 507 yards. Yeah, that right there is case in point. Yeah, he had 300 less yards, but he also had 20 or 30 less attempts. No, I'm sorry, a lot less than that. Um, or a lot more than that, almost mm-hmm. 100 yep. less attempts. And he's only down by 300 yards. And then in terms of receiving, Devin Singletary had 52 targets, 38 receptions for 208 yards. James Cook... 32 targets, 21 receptions for 180 yards. Yeah, so I mean, look, you can see where 280, by the way, not 208. Oh, 280 for Singletary. But it's you can okay, see, I can't you, read. It's fine. It's fine. Reading is difficult. But you can see, though, why the Bills have been willing to move off of Singletary. And like, and that's the tough part. And, and look, I, also, I ultimately don't want the Bills to rush too much this season. But with my thing with Singletary was I couldn't always trust him receiving. That yep. was not really his game. He was not the greatest at it. And also, if you needed someone to run the ball, mm-hmm. he could do it, but it wasn't like you were going to get this big play yep. that you needed. And even then, his yards per carry, his first season was his best at 5.1 yards per carry. Then it, it's about 4.4 to 4.6 the rest of the way. James Cook, in his first season, already better than anything Singletary did. Not nearly the attempts that even Singletary had in his, in his first year, but 5.7. And so I'm imagining even if it dips to, say, 4.95, that's better than anything Singletary had. Right. Let's and give I think, him the same amount of rushing attempts. What was his, his, his most is 188 in his third year. Mm-hmm. And he had, I, I would say 165 to 190 is probably in that window for James Cook. If he gives me that same amount of rushing yards, 109, or 800 to 900 yards rushing, yeah. But he's gonna give me more receiving yards. He's yeah, just, he's I, just gonna. I want James. Th- this is this is the stat line I want for James Cook this year: 150 rushing attempts, mm-hmm. and I I don't know about yardage, but in terms of attempts and targets, 150 rushing attempts and 60 targets. That that would be interesting. 60 targets would be doubling it because he had 32, yeah. so it's essentially doubling but, but it. But at the same time, he only he had six here. He had 32 targets. Mm-hmm. 21 receptions, so you can sit there and say, well, that's 11 drops. Or, or it's just overthrows, or he just doesn't catch it. 11 drops? Yeah. It, yep. It's a Saturday. Math is hard. That's fine. Um, but regardless, yeah, like you said, it could it could be anything there, but regardless, he misses 11. So if mm-hmm. you double 32 to 64, let's say, mm-hmm. and he only misses 11, that is 53 catches. Yeah. Which... 
who knows how many yards he's going to turn that into because he had 180 yards on yeah. 21 catches well, last and year. And we were talking about 5,000-yard passers. We've looked through some of those seasons and the stat lines that were across the board for the skill position players. It was everyone doing their part. You had the clear-cut guys that, like, a Stephon Diggs will be 1,300, 1,400 yards you know, receiving, but then it would be everyone else would be doing it. And, and that's where I think you could see James Cook potentially be a part of the Bills' offense in, in that way, is that he can ultimately be that guy that is – getting maybe 400 to 500 yards receiving while you get Diggs popping off a little bit more like he has been since he's gotten in Buffalo. And you can have Dalton Kincaid. A thousand yards, I think, is a bit much for me. But if he throws in like an Aaron Hernandez rookie season that we saw, 900 yards on around 60-plus receptions, that would be huge. Gabe Davis is healthy. That could be something that becomes a bit exciting to see there. And then, of course, you do add in guys like Sherfield and Hardy. Hardy signs a two-year deal. It seems like he might be a, into the into the plans, I guess, for the Bills moving forward. Sherfield is somebody I've liked since they've signed him. That Tyler Dunn piece that he did about him playing within the politics of the NFL, being a later-round draft pick, and kind of getting not in the greatest light because he was a later-round draft pick. He gets the second, third guys over him. He finally was able to pop off 400 yards last year. There's a number of guys that can play into potentially a 5,000-yard passing season for Allen. This is also a guy that last year in Allen didn't even have 600 passing attempts due to maybe his injury and some other stuff around there. When you have Tom Brady throwing 799 at 45 years old yeah, for whatever which, reason. Which in itself is just a feat. It's 799 just alone is just, is just crazy because even if he's – prime Tom Brady that's that's a lot that is a lot that is a lot (laughs) give me like 650 and I'm feeling better 700 even I'll be like ooh, all right that's a lot that's a bit much yeah but I you know you you brought up Aaron Hernandez in in terms of what um Duncan Cade could be be. I I like it I want that to be the floor you want that to be the oh wow I want that to be the floor I just I don't for the rookie season I want that to be the floor seems so aggressive in terms of yardage I think even catches it seems like sixty to sixty five feels like a great benchmark for Kincaid to be at number one he's blowing the rookie receiving or uh, receptions record for the Bills out the window that's around thirty something Keith Jackson holds the record all time for rookie uh, receptions and that's eighty one I'm I'm ambitious I will say I I, I'm gonna say Evan Ingram. Is the it, bar. It, Ingram is a great comparison. Because Mike Shope has brought him up a few times in terms of like, is it would an yeah. Evan Ingram season, his rookie season, be a really good one for Kincaid? But I think, I think Aaron Hernandez is the floor at forty-five receptions, five hundred and sixty-three yards, and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, I think, is where you want to be at sixty-four receptions, one hundred and fifteen targets, seven hundred and twenty-two yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, I think, is doable to beat in terms of receptions, but not in yards. I mean, he had, yeah, I was going to say. Pitts had 68 receptions on 110 targets. I think by the end of the year, I think you could see, do you think Kincaid could get 110 targets? I do wonder. Like, now that you said that, I'm like, could I? But here's my thing, though, and and me and Bulldog have talked about this. There's a world I can really see that he is number two in targets for the Bills. There's there's yeah. a there's a real serious maybe not in receptions but in targets but in targets I can see it I you know I would even say though if if he's being targeted a lot and he has been a guy he's, that is it is talking about catch his, it a lot yeah I that's what I'm thinking is but I if, can't imagine he's fifty percent catch radius if Allen gets back to six hundred and forty six attempts okay let's yeah. say let's say he does six hundred and fifty just for a nice round number mm-hmm. how many of those are going to Diggs Ooh. all right well what did Diggs have last year one. 
I mean, he, he's, I was going to say, he's around 150 every single year he's been with the Bills. So let's go, last year he had targets-wise, he had 154. The most he's had with the Bills was in 2020, 166. So I'll put him around that area. 150 to 160 is, is you, or actually, I'd say 150 to 165 is kind of his 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 window there. Okay. That's the normal but amount of targets he's getting. In this scenario, since Allen, let's say he gets 650. Okay. I yep. think let's take Diggs up to 180. 175, 180. Yeah. Gabe Davis had 93 last year. He's got to be over 100. He's at 100. Over 100. He's at 130 in my eyes. Ooh, man. I would say he's closer to 110. Okay. That is a big jump up for him. They might be using him more in the short yard. Well, this is just, this is just targets. Yeah. I mean, I, well, the thing is, if they're using him how they were last year, though, true. he's not getting over 100 because he's, right. he's doing right. deeper routes. But so that's where it comes into play of like if, if Davis is the player he was last year and he sits at 100. Mm hmm. Kincaid could very easily overtake him. Yeah, I but, think so. But does someone else like James Cook, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, do they jump up? What's the thing? We're, the, we're, already, the we're already over 400 because we're, what, we're like well, 180, let's say, 100, 110. Let, let, let's, again, math on a Saturday is kind of hard. So Dave, let's say... Math on a Wednesday for me is difficult. Let's, let's say Diggs has 180, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say Davis has 115. Mm-hmm. We were at 295. Okay. Kincaid, let's go with 110. Okay. 405 targets, throw oh, wow. passes thrown. That's, that's for just, just three, for guys. three guys. And then let's say James Cook. Let's say he has 65. That's but 470. Then, but then to be fair, well, we also got to add in Dawson Knox here because he is not losing his role that no, he had. No. I mean, it, they're they're just adding Kincaid into a different role. Knox last year had 65 targets. That's his okay. second most in his career. His most was in 2029 or. 2029. I have no idea. 2021 (laughs) with 71. I would say 65 makes more sense. So let's let's put him at a clean 65 again. Okay. So then, so that takes care of Diggs, Davis, Kincaid, Knox, Cook. Yeah. That's 535. And if Allen has 650, you still have 120 other throws to Damian Harris, Trent Sherfield. Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir. And I say even with Damian Harris too, like they've talked about him potentially catching the ball. He's not gonna, but not really in like a I, serious I, light. I could see him be around like twenty. Yeah, twenty targets. Yeah, twenty targets. But so and like, then, but, but that's where yeah, like you get more shorter, sure field. But then Shakir. you have a hundred receptions to split up between those other. Wide and that receivers. would make and that would make a lot of sense because they're not going to be guys that go over likely 35, 40 targets. Yep. Even I like Sherfield a lot, but he I would be surprised if he gets more than fifty tar- more than forty five targets. I'd be very stunned. We should save this segment and see how well these numbers stack up at the end of the season. All right, yeah. I, I, I kinda wanna six, see this. Six hundred and fifty attempts from Allen and then broken down as to how we just laid it out. Yeah. That I like that. That's very interesting. I, I hadn't really broken it down like that. But now you realize, like, Allen, number one, didn't throw the ball nearly as much as maybe he no. should have last year. Last year he was injury. only, what, 576? Yeah, he didn't even get to 600. 567. I mean, he wasn't close to, to 600. No, 40... And he could absolutely, I mean, we're saying 650. He could be around 700. Yeah. Absolutely could he be. He was at 640. The hot, the most amount he's thrown is 646. Mm. And that was in 2021 where he passed for 4,407 yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Had a QBR of sixty. Yeah, it's you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I look, number one, I do think Kincaid's going to be. I think he's going to become second in or in targets for this team. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be over 110. I I I could get behind it. The more but then, the more but I'm looking who at who who do you take away? You take away from Davis, obviously, mm-hmm. but how much? 
Maybe not much. He can be finishing around the same amount of targets. Right. He can be that guy that's just is not so, really a hundred target guy. So you're more on the, you're more on board with with yeah, like you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get more than six fifty. You're more on board with he's gonna touch seven hundred. I think he can get close to seven hundred. Yeah, I really do. I'm starting to think that one. All right, we're gonna take a quick time out here on the other side. Zach Pearson of Bearport will join the show. Bears practice actually just wrapped up a few minutes ago. We'll we'll check out on one of the maybe surprise teams coming out of the NFC. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR. Coverage of Buffalo Bills training camp on WGR is presented by Admark Construction Equipment and Supplies. The equipment you need when you need it. And brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. And by Feel Right Fresh Markets. It's where healthy living starts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Missed one Bills live? No problem. Rewind up to 24 hours with Odyssey Rewind. Download the Odyssey app. Select WGR and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at northtownauto.com. And now on third down, Fields will take it and there's room to run for Fields. Oh, Fields, baby. Turn it on to speed. Fields on the angle. Trying to outrace Okuda. Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He's definitely been a bit of a lightning rod topic this year. Going into year three, improved in a lot of facets last year. And now he gets DJ Moore as a wide receiver, thanks to a big trade by the Chicago Bears earlier on in the offseason, having to do with the draft and draft picks and all that stuff. We now go to the West Her Hotline, where Zach Pearson of Bear Report joins the show. Zach, thank you, man. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Practice just wrapped up here at Hallis Hall. Had a little lunch, and uh, yeah, ready to talk some bears here. Was the menu good for lunch, or was it kind of like cafeteria food where you're like, I'm hungry, I'll eat it, but I'm not happy? Yeah, it's it's more cafeteria food. That's fair, that's fair. (laughs) Well, they got to keep you honest, too. You know, they got to keep you guys on your toes. I get it. So, exactly. So right off the top, I mean, we, we hear that Justin Fields highlight, and he, I mean, I would almost argue he's been the man of the offseason of people wanting to know, you know, where this third year goes. How has he been looking at least to start camp? Yeah, you're right. You know, I think to kind of make it easy, is if Justin Fields is good, the Bears are going to be good. Um, I think that's going to be kind of the common theme. But so far in camp, you know, they got off to a good start. Um, It's been eight practices. The first couple practices were good for them. Um, Those were obviously no pads or anything like that. When the pads came on, you know, a little bit of struggles against the defense, um, past couple of days you know today coming in here I, I thought he had a good practice um he was sharp in seven on sevens you know essentially a drill that's designed for the quarterback to be sharp that hasn't been the case all training camp but today was you know his better day in terms of that drill he led the um, offense down in a two minute to a uh, situation where it was 10 10 to get the field goal accomplished that um had just two incompletions incompletion on that drive and one was a throwaway so you know it's been kind of a mixed bag of results um so far you know they're hoping he becomes a better passer 
as his career goes on, and that starts this year. Um, but obviously, you know, the, the addition of DJ Moore has, has really helped him in camp. That's that's been his go-to guy. Um, you know, when a play breaks down, it's kind of been okay. Here's here's Moore. Let my receiver go up and make a play. Um, it's usually you know been his top guy uh, so far through the first eight practices. So yeah, on DJ Moore, has he been? I, he started at least for me getting those comparisons to Stephon Diggs when Diggs was in Minnesota. Of just yep. you, you don't you think there's more there, but whether it's quarterback player, offensive system, he hasn't been able to take that leap. What have you been noticing with DJ Moore through the first few practices? Man, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Um, you know, we haven't really had a wide receiver like that here in Chicago since someone like Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. You know, Allen Robinson had the one or two really good years, but I mean, DJ Moore is just different. He's a really good route runner, watching him in the one-on-ones against these DBs. He, he's clean and crisp out of his runs, or routes. He's got good hands, um, and you know, he's been winning a lot more often than than he's been losing. And, and he's been doing it up against you know not only the rookies that they brought in, but he's going up against Jalen Johnson, who I think is one of the better corners, um, at least in the NFC. And you know, he's winning. He, he's been that go-to guy. Um, you know, he's going to make a difference in this offense. You can just see it right away. Him and Fields, it, it, it took them no time to develop this chemistry. They're, they're really comfortable with one another in these passing drills. They're comfortable with one another out there on the 11-on-11s, 11 um, you know, things like that. Yeah, he's he's been really good out here so far. So obviously in terms of the Bears' passing yards, they've never had a passer over 4,000 yards. Justin Fields would have to take quite a big jump, but do you think it's something that's doable this season? Do you think he can get over that 4,000-yard hump or do you think it's going to take a couple more years? Um, doable, yes. Um, I do think it's going to take a couple more years. You know, it's a depressing stat. <laughs> it's a really depressing stat because you watch, like, Green Bay's had 30 years of Hall of Fame play, and here in Chicago it's just been a, a big struggle. Um, you know, for Fields, uh, I think he's going to improve as a passer this year. I, I think they're still probably, you know, maybe two years away from, you know, getting to that the 4,000-yard mark. I hope I'm wrong with that. You know, obviously getting DJ Moore is is a big help here. Drafting someone like Tyler Scott, you know, trying to trying to bolster up the offense line will help those things. Um, I don't know. I, I still think the Bears kind of want to be that run first team and not necessarily with Fields. Um, you know, they addressed the running back position again after letting David Montgomery go. They got kind of a a running back by committee backfield is how I think it's going to play out. So, you know, I think they want to get up on lead, on teams, get the lead, and, and kind of run the football. And that you know, could hinder Justin Fields' and stats a little bit. You mentioned him there. Tyler Scott, fourth-round pick out of Cincinnati. He was a wide receiver I thought could have been an interesting addition for the Bills in this past draft. What have you noticed from him? I, I know he's a bit of a speed demon, but is there is there a more complete wide receiver there? Or is it he's maybe closer? I don't want to say John Ross because that's – disrespectful at this point but it, it, like, is is it he really winning based off his speed yeah you know it's a, it's a little bit of everything um today was actually you know he did struggle today he, he um dropped a couple passes muffed a punt but before that i mean he was practicing really well and it wasn't just the speed um his route running is improving um you know just watching the tape when he was at cincinnati to now you can see the you know, little improvements here and there um his hands prior to today weren't really an issue, I would say, um, in camp. There's been a couple drops, but nothing too alarming until today. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, that's speed, man. That's, that's some serious speed. And you can see it as a, as a gunner on punt returns out there um, or punt situations. He, he's, just, he's down there in a hurry. I, I think it's going to take him some time, kind of get used to the offense a little bit. Um, they're, they're, he's in a room, you know, that has DJ Moore, uh, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. It's got, you know, a couple of veterans in there. 
And it, it's got a guy in Bayless Jones who's a, a second-year receiver trying to find his role. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Scott made some plays this season. I, I don't know if he's ready to be a consistent weapon. He might need another year um, or so in this offense. But yeah, it, it's mainly the speed, I'd say, is probably to answer your question. But he, he's start slowly developing into kind of an all-around guy. So switching to defense here, former Bill made his way over to Chicago, Tremaine Edmonds. How's he looked so far? Has he looked as advertised? Yeah, man. Um, the one thing that stands out about him is how big he is. Like, they, um, the Bears have praised that. I mean, like, Luke Getz, he's mentioned it. Justin Fields has mentioned it. He's actually, you know, in the middle of the field, he's kind of creating issues for for the offense and the passing game, the games in terms of, like, arm angles and throwing windows and things like that for Justin Fields. He's all over the place. I, I think his biggest, you know, impact so far, because it is only training camp, it is only practices, is his leadership. Um, this is, a, this is a defensive roster where, you know, they lost a lot of guys from that 2018 team. Really only one really back is, um, is Eddie Jackson. You know, Jalen Johnson's been here for a couple of years. But Edmonds has come right in and has just been one of the leaders. You know, Eddie Jackson said it. He's like, yeah, we, we love having Tremaine here. He's fit in perfectly right away. Um, the guys listen to him. Having him and TJ Edwards, it, it kind of the middle of your defense has been good. And, um, you know, Edmonds has been out the last, couple practices he got dinged up on uh wednesday has been out here but has not practiced but yeah when he's out there man he's definitely changing his defense for the better going out of the defensive line and on the western hotline zach pearson of bear report yannick Ngakwe. that is somebody i was a big fan of for the bills before they actually went and got von miller last offseason how big of an addition is that to the bears defensive line yeah it's big and we've been kind of waiting for it here in chicago you know there's been rumblings and rumors that um they were targeting some, some pass rushers, you know, Justin Houston, um, Yannick was mentioned, a couple other guys. And to finally kind of have it happen, you know, the news breaking on Thursday night, not really a, a big surprise. We all kind of felt like it was going to happen. I think it's going to help the Spurs defense a lot. I mean, they were dead last in sacks last year, probably dead last in pressures and hurries. Um, you know, and, and kind of getting a veteran who's coming off a nine-and-a-half sack season has a couple of years where he's had double-digit sacks. Coming off that edge should help. Um, you know, as I mentioned, it, it, they were they were really bad getting to the quarterback, and that impacted everything on the defense, especially the secondary. Now you got a guy who has experience. Um, he's familiar with his defense. He's familiar with coaching here. Um, he's got relationships here already. That helps. It also, you know, kind of takes the pressure off of guys like Demarcus Walker on the, on the other side. Demarcus Walker can now slide into a three technique if he needs to. Justin Jones in the middle, a little less pressure and. Um, you know, it, it also helps with having that veteran presence in terms of younger guys like Dominic Robinson on this roster um, who can learn from him, Travis Gibson who can learn from him. So I, I think the Bears will be better in the pass rush department. I, I still feel like they need, you know, that elite guy. They, they need that elite pass rusher for the future. Um, easier said than done, really. Those guys are usually not available, so you kind of have to find one in the draft. But, yeah, it, it's kind of a good stopgap type um, signing in my eyes. Going to the other side of the line, in the offensive line, I saw you tweeted out uh, as practice was getting going, Tevin Jenkins, he was back in pads. I know he's been dealing with a lot of injuries as well. But Darnell Wright, maybe the best right tackle prospect in this year's draft. How improved do you think this Bears offensive line is, or is it still a big question mark? I'd say at this point in training camp, it's still a big question mark. Um, You know, you mentioned Wright. You're relying on a rookie at the right side. You're relying on Braxton Jones' second year. player at the left tackle to kind of protect Justin Fields. And then, you know, a guy like Nate Davis he brought in who um, 
you know, hasn't been fully here. He's been hurt, um, missed OTAs. I, I think it's still a little bit of a concern, and, and we might see Justin Fields be forced to be flushed out of the pocket and have to run early on in the season. I do think one healthy, if you can stay healthy, Tevin Jenkins is probably the best offensive lineman, and he's been all over this line. He's been at left tackle. He's been at right tackle at times. He was right guard last year. Now he's left guard, and it really hasn't been a problem changing positions. I mean, he, he's come in fit, fit in right away. Um, he's looked good. You know, in terms of Darnell Wright, I think so far he's looked okay. He's, he's been challenged by some of these guys. It's kind of been like, you know, okay, it's just your size that's going to get you through this league. You have to have technique. You have to be able to, you know, identify where, where defenders are coming from. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I think once he settles in, um, we'll see kind of that, you know, nastiness in his game come out. And they got two guys. They got Wright and Tevin Jenkins that kind of play with that mindset, and I think that, that's certainly going to help as the year goes on. So, first Bears preseason game is next Saturday, a week from today, against the Titans. What's that going to look like? Are there any uh, big position battles going on? Like, how's that going to look? Yeah, you know, there's there's still some position battles open. Um, in terms of that, I would say defense is back. Um, the, the rookie Terrell Smith out of Minnesota has come in and challenged Tyreek Stevenson um, out of Miami and Georgia. We, we thought Stevenson was pretty much his job to lose at the outside uh, defensive back spot opposite of Jalen Johnson. That hasn't been the case. They've been splitting refs with the, with the ones. Um, that's kind of the biggest one on the, on the defense. I'd say maybe interior defensive line, but the way I'm looking at it is I think they're really going to kind of mix guys in and out on that line, um, especially the rookies in, in uh, Gervon Dexter and Zach Pickens. In terms of the offense, um, you know, the running back battle will be an interesting one. I still think they're going to go running back by committee with Khalil Herbert and um, Donta Foreman. You know, they also have a guy in Roshan Johnson, a rookie who I think is going to have a nice career and is going to surprise some people. And then you have Travis Homer, a guy who they just signed this offseason as a good um, pass blocking, running back, a good third down back. Honestly, the biggest thing I'm looking for is um, letting them go out and be physical against another team. These past couple practices have been really chippy, especially today. Um, a couple guys getting into it, Eddie Jackson, Chase Claypool. Justin Fields has talked about, you know, the defense was, was really loud, energetic um, on, on Thursday, and he wants to see his guys, or excuse me, Wednesday, he wants to see his guys come out and, and be chippy. So I think this team needs to go out and just and hit someone. I think that will be um, a good opportunity for them on Saturday. So we've seen a few practices here, and, and last question from me, Zach, but the Bears to me feel like that sleeper team, and, and we opened up with this segment of, of if Justin Fields is good, the Bears can be good, right? Yep. What are your feelings going into this season? The NFC North, Rodgers is gone, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. It feels like the Bears potentially have an opening to have one of the few truly fun, elite, exciting young quarterbacks in the NFC Conference, but are they still just that little bit away, or could they surprise people this year? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, because I think they're in the right division for that. Um, if they are in any other division, they'd probably be – the fourth best team or third best team going into this season right now. Like everyone you talk to, look at the NFC North is it's, it's Detroit's the favorite. Can you really trust the lions though? Um, you know, with, with their history and then it's just kind of Minnesota, Green Bay and Chicago in any order. So they're in the right division to, you know, maybe surprise some teams and, um, you know, get a playoff spot. Um, I still think they're a year or two away. I, I still think we're hovering around, you know, the, six to seven, eight win mark if everything goes well, you know, nine maybe, which probably, you know, in all honesty, could win this division. I don't think the winner of the division is going to have 10-plus wins, maybe, you know, 10, 11 wins. 
so they're in good going to in a good division to kind of surprise some people. Um, but realistically, being a legit Super Bowl contender, even in a weak NFC or NFC conference, I still think we're looking, you know, 2024, 2025. Um, you know, if Justin Fields takes that next step this year, you know, they're they're going to be a team going into next year that that could be in the talks to be one of the favorites going into um, for the division of the conference. Obviously, I don't, I don't think they're as good as Philadelphia or San Francisco just yet, but there's an opening for them. I mean, the, you know, the NFC is pretty weak. So, yeah, it's all going to rely on uh, Justin Fields and, and what he does this year because he's really good. I think the Bears are going to be good. Um, if he's really bad, you know, they're going to be looking at taking the quarterback, you know, if they draft in top five next year. It's going to be a very, very interesting year for Chicago. Zach, thank you so much, my man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Zach Pearson on the West Her Hotline over at Bear Report. I love. I I just oh I, I want to get there with the Bears. I really I'm a big Justin Fields fan. You're a Bears fan, Admit and even it. and even Zach. You are a Bears fan. I'm not a Bears. You fan. You are a Bears fan. But I mean, they add DJ Moore. I like Tyler Scott in the draft. So I'm like, there's a few pieces where I like it. And even you know Zach was putting it there too. Is like you know Fields is good. Like they can be good. But even then, like. Maybe only nine wins is needed to win that division. Well, yeah, that division just. I we were saying looks, it. We it's were, a, yeah, not it's, good division. It's, it's 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 certainly a division. It is a division. But we were saying it earlier this this uh this th- today that you know Kirk Cousins could be a five thousand yard passer for the sheer fact that they're going to be down and he's going to have to throw the ball and he might win ten games because maybe of it. you know like maybe. that's like maybe where Fields like he may not be a five thousand yard passer maybe not even a four thousand yard passer but if he throws thirty eight hundred yards and rushes for like eight hundred. Imagine if he throws for three thousand and nine hundred and ninety nine yards. That's that is the most Chicago Bears thing I've ever heard. But in my but life. they like win the division. Yeah, there you go. I mean that's that's what <laughs> like you're how would for. you how would you feel like? <laughs> I I think they're going to be a very interesting team. I I like what Jermaine Edmonds brings there as well. I I do think his presence is going to be missed with the Bills, but I think he's going to add a lot to Chicago. I think they're going to be a very interesting team mainly because as Zach put it there too, the division is is weak. And can you trust Detroit? Jordan loves going in for Green Bay, and, and the Vikings are kind of in a soft reboot. Should be very, very interesting. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show on a Saturday. You're listening to WGR. Coverage of Buffalo Bills training camp on WGR is presented by Admark Construction Equipment and Supplies. The equipment you need when you need it. And brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. And by Feel Right Fresh Markets. It's where healthy living starts. Miss the Extra Point Show? No problem. Rewind up to 24 hours with Odyssey Rewind. Download the Odyssey app. Select WGR and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at northtownauto.com. Quick final segment here on Sports Talk Saturday. No show next Saturday, but we do have a special Sports Talk Sunday tomorrow, live from St. John Fisher. Bill's practice does start at 11.45 tomorrow. Uh, it'll just be me tomorrow, Josh. Of course, as we were saying, you're I'll going to your, Yeah, you're, you're going there. I will yell loud enough for you to hear me. That's good. That's How good. That? That's good. I'll <laughs> be on air from 10 to 12 for special Sports Talk Sunday, hanging out before practice. That'll get going around, around 145. Yeah, probably. Cool. Like, I, like that's, I've been to a few training camp practices. I typically go to at least one every year because I do just really enjoy seeing the team play. And and honestly, for me especially, I didn't go to a lot of Bills games at the start of Allen's career. Of course, year three is 2020. No one's going. Right. And so I was still like waiting to see Allen live. 
the most I'd seen Allen live was at training camp practices. Mm-hmm. I had seen him his first two years. But, like, it, that's one of my favorite things, just to see the young guys, the rookies. Obviously, he's a big college football watcher. I do know some of these guys. Yeah. Like, Justin Shorter's name I knew just because when he was in high school, he's a five-star recruit, number one wide receiver in his class. But outside of that, I do like to see, like, some of these younger guys. And, and Kincaid is someone who's especially I want to watch. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that on-air, off-air. James Cook especially as well. I just I want to see how these guys do look live and, and, and you know, and how deep I think this team is. I think it's, I'm going to get a better idea when I do see them live. We, we've taken a few calls today as well, talking about practice and how smooth they looked, how deep this team looks. We've taken a few from like from fans who, you know, calls especially this offseason maybe been a bit negative. And I think now it's turning a little bit. You can see how well-oiled this team is. You can see how good they are. I think we're getting more context into just how bad last season went in terms by of week, off the field stuff by, and injuries. By week four, things are going to flip on their head. I think so. Like, I've, I've been telling you. I, I think absolutely. If they start the season Owen, or with four and zero, beating the Jets and Miami in that in that window, national media who have been very down on the Bills outside of of course <laughs> Vegas and actual like you know the NFL schedule makers, right? I think it's very quickly going to flip. We saw last year, early on in the season, Allen seemed to run away to win MVP. I think we can get back to that point this year as well. That's going to do it for us tomorrow. Again, I'll be back on air tomorrow at 10 a.m. over at St. John Fisher for a little special Sports Talk Sunday, live from Bill's Training Camp over at St. John Fisher. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday. Hope to hear you tomorrow as well. Have a great rest of your day. This is WGR. Coverage of Buffalo Bill's Training Camp on WGR is presented by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies the equipment you need when you need it and brought to you by beagle car and joyce your border attorneys and by feel right fresh markets it's where healthy living starts listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is good stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.